Thank you for listening to Christ Alone Podcast, where we believe that Jesus lived, died, and resurrected according to the scriptures. Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode. All right, welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Angie and Steven's podcast. Grass Alone, Grass Alone podcast. All right, how is everyone doing today? Why didn't you sing with me? Oh, sorry. I was looking at my watch. Grass Alone podcast. I was delayed. Well, you're the worst. (laughs) All right, you want to do it again? All right. Um, so welcome back everyone. Uh, today, uh, we're bringing you, of course, a new topic in this series of, uh, you know, blank versus Christianity. Um, today, <laughs> please tell me that's not the name of our series. What? Blank versus Christianity. No, I don't, <laughs> I guess we could say religion versus Christianity, right? Um, I think it would be very interesting in the end if we did Christianity versus Christianity. Shouldn't it be worldview versus Christianity? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess it can be. Hey, you cleaned your face. I did clean my face. I clean my face every time I shower. Do you really? Yes. Uh, yeah. Mostly. <laughs> what I mean is with the, you know, face scrub or whatever. Yeah. All right. So, um, and, and what I mean by sh- clean your face is your beard has yes, disappeared. I removed the beard, and it was so funny because the baby freaked out for a bit. Um, did she? Did you take a did. video? No, of course not. I wasn't gonna put her out like that. She might get embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, jumping right into it today, we're bringing you uh, Satanism versus Christianity. Whoop whoop. Yeah, I know. Um, I guess whoop, I don't know. The I, whoop, whoop I wanted to was say, for Christianity and not for Satanism, yeah. just to clarify. Yeah. Um, I guess um for this topic, it's uh it's interesting to me because when uh I mean you guys make your own judgment call here, but when I when I look at Satanism, um it's pretty much everything that's not Christianity. <laughs> So yeah. in in, a, in the general sense, right? And I know this might offend some people, and again, not our intention. But uh, as I said before, if you get offended, I mean that that that's got to mean something. So uh, you know, look into that. But um, when I look at Satanism and what it represents, and I look at every other religion and what it represents, it's it's the same thing. I mean, even within Christianity, those Christians that claim to be Christian, it's it's all the same thing. It's all Satanism. And Satanism, and it's more, I guess, uh, I guess it's most basic uh, definition is it's anti-Christian. It's really, mm-hmm. you know, uh, based on our worldview, it's anti-Christian. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, so that's that's it. So. Uh, <laughs> so let me give a little uh, origin story for Satanism. Do it. Um, so contemporary Satanism started with this guy named Anton 
Levey or Lavi. I really don't know how it's pronounced. Um, L-A-V-E-Y. Um, he uh-huh. founded in 1966. Right. Um, also known as the Church of Satan, founded in San Francisco. Um, he then later created the Satanic Bible. I didn't know that existed. Did yeah. you know there's a Satanic Bible? Yes. Um, this is interesting. Um, but basically, he claimed um, that his brain of Satanism was inspired by having noticed as a teenager that the people that were going to church on Sunday were at, uh, you know, on Saturday, they were just sinning. You know, they were at um, strip clubs and, and doing a whole bunch of, bunch of stuff. But that's where the idea kind of came from. Um, not, I wouldn't say not surprisingly, but, well, you know, you tell me what you think. But um, Satanism, at least the Levy's original Satanism is atheistic so is described as you know a religion basically that doesn't believe in god they don't see satan as god but basically he's a metaphor for living in quote-unquote freedom of the flesh i guess would be a a good way to say it uh here's the interesting part um uh it's all interesting i think (laughs) here's the interesting part you're talking about you're actually talking about the church of satan that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the Satanism that you're talking about. I, I found out that apparently um, the contemporary. Uh, so I think when you said contemporary, I thought you were going to talk about the other. But uh, the, I guess, contemporary for that time. <laughs> uh, Church of Satan, like you said, that started in 1966. It's not the same satanic temple that started in 2013. And. Right. There are so the satanic temple that was started in 2013 is very like particular and very uh, deliberate in separating themselves from the Church of Satan. In fact, they have a whole page dedicated <laughs> to be you know being that specific. And it's so funny, uh, funny not funny. That it says uh, here on their page, I'm just going to go to, they have like frequently asked questions um, and all the way at the bottom, it says, uh, oh, I lost my spot now. Uh, Here we go. It says, one of the frequently asked questions, it says, I want to sell my soul get rich, and join the Illuminati, etc. And when you click on it, it says, please look elsewhere. Um, so, they, like I said, they're, they're very uh, specific about that. They, so they don't want any association with the Church of Satan. And so, um, they again, they reiterate a lot of the stuff that you mentioned, when it was founded, by whom the Church of Satan was founded. Um, and they... Uh, they assert themselves as the only true arbiters of Satanism. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The, the, the Church of Satan are, assert themselves as the only true arbiters of Satanism, while the Satanic Temple dismisses the Church of Satan um, as irrelevant and inactive. And they, they, give, they give like this chart 
where they talk about, of course, the years that they were founded. Uh, one of their categories is officially recognized as a tax-exempt church by the IRS. They have a check mark next to theirs and a big X next to the Church of Satan. So, um, you know, they're they're like, oh, you know, I guess in a way they're making their mark, right? They're doing things that the other church couldn't do. Um, it says one of the categories is taken seriously by credible religious scholars as a manifestation of modern Satanism. Um, actually, they... They got both check marks on there, so I guess they're the same in that sense. Um, belief. Here's here's the interesting one. Belief in an actual Satan. What do you think they got for both churches? Belief in an actual Satan. Yeah. Do they have check marks in one and not the other, or they have check marks in both, or they have X's in both? Um. Well, the first one apparently believed. Satan was more of a metaphor, so I would assume that one didn't have a check mark, and yours, or not yours, but the one you're talking about does. No, actually, they both have access, so neither one claims to believe in Satan. Uh, uh, belief in magic. So the 2013 version says no. Uh, 20, uh, 1966 version says yes. Um. Political views. So the 1966, uh, it says uh, they practice ceremonies and, and, and again, this is uh, a statement by An Anton Le Levy. Um, it says uh, just, just Anne Rand's philosophy with ceremony and ritual added. So that's what they do. Um, the 2013 says a non-theistic movement. Uh, it says aligned with liberty, equality, and rationalism. And that is a quote by co-founder co-founder Lucine Greaves. Um, here's a big one that they're very proud of. They fight for secularism. So 2013, the the uh, the Satanic Temple uh, fights for secularism, and the Church of Satan never did or doesn't um, defends. I I, th I find this one extremely interesting. I think this will be a point in, of conversation today. Uh, defends reproductive rights. So the uh, Church of Satan does not defend reproductive rights, and the Satanic Temple does. Um, the, the Satanic Temple also has a physical headquarters, has local chapters, is actively growing, holds regular meetings and events, uh, is in the news for their activities, civil liberties, campaigns, litigation, public events, is socially and politically active, um, has a Baphomet monument, has after-school Satan clubs. Doesn't that sound fun? Uh, 
and is a topic of a major documentary about modern Satanism that will, uh, I guess, when this was written, was going to be released in Ma by Magnolia Pictures in 2019. So it should be out. Um, I'd be interested in interested in watching that. Um, so those those is where they hit the check mark versus the Church of Satan where they didn't. Um, so, um, yeah, that's uh. But again, like I said, they they want to distinguish themselves. Again, in my point of view, uh, from my understanding, if if you're not if you're not following Christ, you're anti-Christian, and by definition, by biblical definition, you are satanic in a sense. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, that sounds horrible. It and does I sound to, horrible. I want to say you're completely wrong, but it's it's what the Bible says. Like it doesn't yeah. say you're a Satanist. But it says basically. Let, let me try, actually try to find that verse. So uh, I mean, here's the thing, right? If you're not worshiping God, means you're dishonoring God, and that's that's exactly what Satan's intent is. And mm -hmm. so I think, like I said, by the biblical definition, you are satanic. Yeah. We don't we don't like to think that we don't we don't want to believe that. Um, but like I said. I think I think biblically that there that holds true. Um but yeah, um as far as worshiping Satan, I guess I guess that's a I guess you can call that I guess worshiping Satan uh openly, I guess, or deliberately uh is I guess another form of Satanism. A third form, uh, because, like we mentioned earlier, these two groups apparently um, refute the existence of Satan and do not worship a Satan or a Satan or whatever. Um, but um, yeah. So really quick, I I want to go into that as well, but I I found at least one of the verses because I feel like. Bible references or Jesus references it more than once, but it's in um, John 8. Uh, I'm going to start at 40, 42. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love them. You would love me for I came from God and I'm here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear your word, hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you com convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear, hear them is that you are not of God. Uh, so again, that I guess that corroborates what I was saying. Um, yeah. Uh, the yeah, it's again, it's so if you're not like I said, if you're not 
with God, you're against God. And if you're against God, then that's just it. So yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, friends, family, listeners. If uh if you're not with God, you're in essence Against him. Huh? Against him. Yes. I was gonna say satanic, but yes. Yeah. Uh, or or you're, you're being satanic now. I mean, regardless, I mean, I, I think we also like, I mean, we like to label everything. Yeah. Um, the truth is, I mean, the point, the point of life is to live a life for God, um, to live for his kingdom. Right. So if we're not living like, kind of like we're saying, if we're not living for him, then we're not, we're yeah. not living as we should. Yeah. Yep. Um, now, uh, what's up? I was going to just say that, so I was saying earlier that, um, the church of Satan is atheistic, but for the most part, but there are theistic Satanists who believe, um, that there is a spiritual being. They have different deities. There's a very small portion of Satanists that actually worship Satan as a God, um, which is called luciferian satanism interestingly enough um and the thought is that not that he is the enemy of god but um some members think that lucifer was basically banished by god because he he because lucifer saw flaws in how god created everything and that's why he was banished as opposed to what we know in the bible that lucifer wanted to become god um, and so that's when he he was banished from heaven. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the uh, I guess one of the things that we mentioned too is that there's the Baphomet monument. So I I don't know why they put an X next to the Church of Satan. Um, the Baphomet is actually in their in their Church of Satan's logo. Um, the Satanic Temple was just just made the Baphomet a bit more obvious in their logo. Um and they still have the same that same uh what's that called? That star. What what do they call that star? It uh uh is it called a pentagram? Yes. Yes. So so they still have the pentagram uh on both uh logos. So what's the thing with the I don't know what is a Baphomet? Uh, Baphomet is a, uh, it looks like a, um, like, uh, I guess a goat. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what it looks like. So it's got, it's got the horns, um, and, uh, it's basically a, an idol, um, that was created a long time ago. Um, let me see. I don't have much information on it. All right, Baphomet is. So I guess the first known mention of Baphomet was in a letter that was written in 1098 by Anslem of Ribamont describing the siege of Antioch um, during the First Crusade. So I guess it, it came up around the uh, 10th century. Or eleventh century, end of yeah. the, on end of the eleventh century, um, but yeah, that's that's all I know. 
Okay. Um, yeah. Yep. So yeah. So uh, the uh, the the temple here, the Satanic Temple, um, started in 2013, and they actually unveiled their giant um, statue um, in 2015. So two years. Um, they're very proud of the fact that they uh, that they've exponentially expanded and grown in seven years. They also have a uh, a membership, um, and you can join. The membership is free, and there is no age limit. And uh, only if you want an actual like membership card, it's the only time you have to pay twenty five dollars for it. Um, now, don't get us wrong. We're not promoting. This. We're not promoting. <laughs> it them. almost sounds like we are. <laughs> yeah, we're just telling you what. If you want to uh, become a member? <laughs> no, uh, I think most of the world is inadvertently already a uh, a member. Um, sadly, uh, in fact, um, that brings us to something else that I want to talk about. That um, I guess we. I kind of wanted to talk about first, but we just like jumped right into this is um, a rapper that uh, recently came out with a um, a uh, a shoe. Um, I don't know if he like. Uh, I I guess he didn't technically have a, a real deal with Nike. Um, it, he, he took a Nike shoe and he made a, um, he made a shoe like if he was, I guess, coming out with it and, um, and now he, he put Luke 1018 on the shoe, mm -hmm. which is the verse that specifically, um, talks about, um, uh, why don't you read it since you have the Bible there? And it says, and he said to them. He is Jesus. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Yeah, that's the whole verse. So, uh, yeah, so it's and it's a black shoe with red, and uh, and I, I'll tell you what. When I first saw this, I thought, man, this is legit. I can't believe that they came out with this shoe, and uh, it seems now like he was just trying to be funny and get some publicity. Um, but I don't think this is a very, I guess, good way of, of trying to do that because, um, like I said, he, um, he put that verse on the shoe and he was saying that there was 666 pairs of it, limited edition. Yeah. Um, he had the, uh, pentagram on the shoelaces. Mm -hmm. Um, he had a bunch of, uh, what seemed to be, I, I can't, I'm not familiar with the uh, Michelangelo painting, but it reminded me of it. It was a, like, seemed like a bunch of naked people or angels on the inside of the box. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And, um, and so he did that. And, uh, and, uh, you know, of course, the internet flipped out over it. Um, you know, wait, I, you're missing a you're what? missing a part of the what? shoe. What? What I miss? Okay, so at the bottom, the the 
I don't know what it's called, the air parts or whatever. Um, there's red liquid in it, and it includes human blood in it. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, that's what they were saying. So, and, yeah, so um, this rapper, what's his name? Lil Nas, in conjunction with uh, this uh, small company from Brooklyn, Mischief, the name of the company, yeah, took yeah. the, they, they, they took that idea. They made the shoe together. So Nike is actually shoeing them for shoeing them. Shoeing <laughs> them. Yeah, Nike is shoeing them for sure. <laughs> Nike is suing them. I was about to dig again for for using their brain. But anyways, so six um, six employees from Mischief volunteered to give up blood to donate blood, so that a drop of their blood is in each of the six hundred and sixty six shoes. That's crazy. Yeah. That's satanic. Straight up. I mean, uh, whatever this man's intent was, this is a satanic thing he did here. Um, yeah, definitely not cool at all. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot, I forgot about that. So, uh, so yeah, so, so Nike is now suing him. So he actually does have the 666 pairs. Because when I first saw this, I was like, no way that Nike signed up for this. There's no way. Yeah. But it looked legit. Like, it looked legit. Um, and, uh, yeah, they were, uh, you know, I don't know when they're supposed to go on sale. but um, I think they're already sold out. They're already sold out? And you know how much they cost? 666 when... No. <laughs> Close, though. $1,018. Specifically because... Luke ten eighteen, yeah, one thousand eighteen. Yeah, that's mm. yeah. So, uh, yeah, de this is definitely satanic. Um, and uh, I mean, there's nothing not satanic about it. Uh, I don't care if you're an atheist, if you're whatever, um, whatever your worldview is. This is obviously satanic. There's the reference to Satan. And you know the, the the pentagram and the pricing and the morality of it all, even mm -hmm. though it's referencing a Bible verse, it's a Bible verse that is specifically speaking about the fall of Satan. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah. So he's getting sued, and you know, good. Um, you know, I'm glad that you know Nike didn't have anything to do with it. Not that I really care for these companies, but. Um, you know, it's it, it seemed a little too much to see such a big company back something like this. And I thought, wow. But but I'll be honest, it wasn't that shocking because the state of the world that we're in, it wasn't that shocking. It, it, that's why I think it was so believable. Yeah. Um, they just we're we're in a we're in a place right now in history. Where, you know, we've said it before, nobody cares about anybody else. Everyone is self-involved. Everyone is like the ego, the self-ego. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. And that's, and we want to keep feeding it. And, yeah. and, and it's all about me, 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 me. Um, and, you know. Yeah. Some people, you know, different people were saying how, um, how much of an example it is for kids who admire this guy because he's the one that 
you know, that did the song uh, Old Town Road. Yeah. And how many kids love that song, yeah. you know? Um, and they're going to see this. And um, there was... I think it's okay. It, yeah. There was a video supposedly, you know, of him apologizing, but it was a fake apology. It just... It... Uh, just went to the video of his song where he's basically dancing provocatively with the devil. Wow. Um, I, but here's I, some, I didn't even mm -hmm. know that. <laughs> yeah. But I think we, like, we have to talk about something else also because yeah, like when you look at um, Lil Nas and his actual story, you find out that he grew up in the church and, you know, he's obviously, you know, right now he's openly gay, but at the time, you know, there was a lot of, you know, there was, and even today, um, he said he, he mentioned he'd be praying that it was just a phase, that his homosexuality was just a phase. You know how the church is with, well, a lot of the church is with homosexuality. Yeah. So the, the question is really how how is the church respond? Like, how is the church responding to these situations? Like we've, we've always had, the church has always had a problem in doing that. Yeah. Um, Specifically and, with homosexuality. Yeah. Specifically. And either not talking about it or not loving them well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I think a lot of the times, um, the experience with, um, a lot of, you know, people that, are in that sin is that is that they 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 have a uh, a situation or they have a, uh, an interaction with a church that completely pushes them in the opposite direction of which we are supposed to gather them to or bring them to you know where our job is to plant the seed and love them and be there and that is it if they ask you, if they have questions, then we answer them. And mm -hmm. again, we don't, before all that happens, you have to prepare yourself. You have to be in prayer. You have to be fasting. You have to be reading your Bible. You have to be in communion with, with God. You have to be in communion with God so that the Holy Spirit could guide you in the words and the ways that you need to, you know, be and, and love these people because, um, you know, and we're just talking about homosexuality here. Um, you know, of course, we have to love every everybody. Um, yeah. And I think we've discussed it briefly before. You know, the biggest issue with this sin is that it's on the outside. You know, people can see it. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like adultery. It's not like masturbation. It's not like pornography. It's not like... I don't know what, what, you know, it's not like uh, any other kind of sin that nobody else can see. It's uh, it's not like pride. Um, so I think that's where the issue lies. And also, um, I think it's, I mean, like any other sin, I think any other sin make, can make anyone feel uncomfortable. But I think homosexuality in particular because of the, you know, I guess the the history behind the stigma of it, mm -hmm. um, you know, everyone is just I don't know weird about it for some reason. Um, it it doesn't weird me out. Um, it, uh, I mean, 
everyone has the right to live their life however they want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would just say that, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to bring that home or, uh, you know, as far as keep that around my kids or my family. Um, I had somebody ask me, you know, what if, um, and I think we're kind of going off topic here a little bit. Um, someone asked me, what would I do if, you know, if my daughter said she was gay mm-hmm. and try to come home with a girlfriend? And I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think instinctively what I said was I'd be very disappointed with her. I'm not going to stop loving her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be very disappointed in her because, you know, um, you know, I see her read the Bible. I see her pray. I see her have communion with God. And if, and if that ended up happening, um, I would just be disappointed. Um, that's it. But again, I, I don't know that, I don't know that my, my, that I, I, I guess in, in prayer, I don't know that I could just take that, that those feelings out on her, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I'd definitely be a lot of conversation with her. Um, it would be something where if, you know, if that was the case, she, I don't, I don't think I could allow her to like, th- I, I think the biggest thing that I struggle with is do, you know, would I allow her to come to my house with her girlfriend? Right. Mm-hmm. And on one side, I would immediately say, no, that's not allowed because I don't want that in or around my family. On the other side of that, you know, how else am I supposed to talk to the girl, right? Because it's not mm-hmm. just my daughter in this situation. It's, it would be the other girl. And how, how can I be Christian about this? How, how am I to, you know, spread the gospel to her if I don't interact with her? So. Yeah, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's not easy. That's a big question, yeah. It's a big question. Yeah. Uh, definitely but, one, I mean, I mean, ultimately, we have to understand that we can't, um, and just going back to, you know, the topic, because, I mean, that's the reason really why Lil Nas ultimately came out with this video and came out with the shoe. Um, we have to understand that we we cannot change people. Only God can do that. You know, yes. um, God, only, God is the only one that has the power to do that. So all he calls us to do is to love on people and, and, you know, teach others about the gospel. Um, but he's, you know, so we have to do that. And then they will encounter God on their own. Um, and then only God can do that change. And only God can really convict them about that. Yeah. Um, it's. But that, also, but that also shouldn't sway us from preaching the truth. Yeah. Um, the other the other thing here that I didn't know, um, someone else put me onto it, but um, is that um, he also made. I guess I don't know if he made another shoe or it was a it was a mock up or. Uh, whatever but he tweeted 
an, another shoe, same kind of shoe, white this time, and it said um, Chick Fil A on it, and it said, and it had John three sixteen. Uh, and you know, I saw that posted on a Christian meme thing, and I thought, oh, how funny! Somebody, mm -hmm. you know, I thought, how funny! Somebody made a. I guess a uh, a uh, made fun of what Lil Nas did, but kind of try to make it into something positive, right? Mm -hmm. But it turns out that he's the one that that submitted it, you know. And I didn't know that. Yeah, and while that was funny, uh, it it uh, it dawned on me the severity of you know of the person that was doing it. And it's like, so you're not, you're not just, you know, you're not just being satanic about it. You're going the extra mile, mm -hmm. you know? And I just, I, honestly, I'm just, I'm, I'm more sad for this kid than anything. Yeah. And I think that the only thing that we could do, um, is pray for him, you know? So it's just, I don't know. It's sad to me. And again, you know. People think this is funny and all of that, but they're not going to be laughing on Judgment Day. And so that's why it's important that as Christians, we we equip ourselves. We, You and I had a conversation about that today, right? And, mm -hmm. um, and I mentioned something about, uh, uh, you know, the Bible is our sword, right? It's known as a double-edged sword because it cuts in front of us, but it also cuts us, right? Mm -hmm. And and just thinking about just us having our conversation, you know, um, it just came to me that we we're given this sword, but we're just given this sword. We aren't told, and we're and we're told about this sword. Hey, look, this is. This is the sharp end on this side. This is the mm -hmm. sharp end on the other side. This is the point. This is the handle. This is what, it, you know, this is where it came from. This is where, it, it, you know, and this is how it was put together. Uh, so, you know, um, it's divided into 66 parts. You know, uh, over 30 different people had a part in making this sword. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. And we're expected to go out and use it, but we're not taught how to use it. Yeah. And so I think that, I think that that's another focus that needs to be on on priority on the church is is to is to do that. And when I say church, I'm not talking about just our church. I'm talking about the body of Christ. I'm talking about the whole church. You mm -hmm. know, and we need to be discussing these things and doing studies on this and seminars and whatever whatever we can get to equip our brothers and sisters on knowing how to use this sword not just mm -hmm. understanding what it is you know you don't <laughs> it's like at the very <laughs> i feel here's what i feel all right for for those uh, of Ga uh, game of thrones fans right i feel like a lot of christians are like Aria, when John gives her the sword, and he says, mm -hmm. 
the the pointy the pointy end goes that way or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And vaguely. what's that? I said vaguely. So yeah. So he says, you know, stab him with the pointy end. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of the gist of what he says. And and that's what happens with Christians. You know, we we're taught the Bible, we're 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 given this and we're saying, hey, now go use it. Yeah. And, you know, as easy as that sounds, and yes, that can happen. That that absolutely can happen. I mean, it, it's it's happening with me. It's happening with others. It's happened already with many others. Um, but but I think right now we are in a a, a place in history where people are either really hungry for the truth or really avoiding it and yeah. and we need to prepare ourselves because we are nearing the end and um you know the closer we get <laughs> the harder it's going to get but we need to be prepared we we yeah. can't just be nonchalant about um you know uh, the gospel about the great yeah. commission right i told you that you know we we're we are so focused on, oh man, I, I don't want to sin. I don't want to sin. Look, let's be real, right? Every single religion, including Christianity, says that we're we have to live a life that is impossible for us to live. In the sense, right, in, in particular with Christianity, because God, uh, Jesus, he he kind of raised that bar, right? When they asked him about you know, the laws of the Old Testament. And he said, I didn't come to abolish the, the laws. I came to fulfill them, right? But he continued on and he, he he raised the bar and he said, hey, it's not just you killing someone that makes you a murderer. It's you being so angry that you think about killing that person mm-hmm. that makes you a, a murderer. It's just, it's not you cheating on your wife or your husband. It's you looking at another woman or another man lustfully you've already cheated and so when we look at what jesus said about that it's like all right jesus said we have to live our life this way and it's near impossible some of us are better at avoiding some sins than others but all in all i mean there's there's a lot of sin there's a lot of sin um and and it's just it's difficult sometimes and, and we do it without even thinking about it yeah. So, so it's impossible, but, but that's not the point of the gospel. <laughs> the point of the gospel is that you need a savior because it's impossible because you can't do it by yourself. That's why you need a savior. That's why you need Jesus Christ. And, and the, I think one of the most important things is our submission to that. That it, We have to submit to that. We have to submit to God, and we don't want to. The yeah. world, the world doesn't want us wants us to. Sin does not want us to. But if we don't submit, we will, in a sense, die in the spirit, because we're gonna be in eternal torment. Yeah, and I don't think anybody actually wants that. As much as I hear people ignorantly say, yeah, 
yeah, I'll go to hell. I'm not going to be the only one there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be like a hangout. It's, it's, yeah. not gonna, it's not going to be a party. It's not going to be a blast. I mean, it's not it's not going to be a pleasant place to be in. And yeah. and you know, yeah, Jesus Jesus himself says there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah, think about um, how bad it has to be to be and gnashing. It's going to be of eternal. Teeth. Yeah. So how bad does it have to be? You know, I heard someone explain it this way. You know, it's not that it's not that First of all, Jesus uh Jesus is not going to send anybody to hell. God is not going to do that. Everyone's that's going to hell is going to go willingly because they rejected Christ. Mm-hmm. And the way uh Tim Keller put it, he said, if you have this image of people going to hell and God saying, "Haha, you you know, you're going to hell, you didn't make it or whatever." That's that's completely wrong. I know some people have that thought. But he mm-hmm. he goes on to say and he says he says part of, you know, part of like the the core of sin is self-centeredness. Because self-centeredness is what makes us selfish, is what makes us think of ourselves, it makes us think that we're better than others and and all of that. And so he says it's just going to be full of people that are like that and and it, and if you're familiar with people that are self-centered you'll realize that they're very unpleasant people they're mm-hmm. people that you don't want to be around right because they're always talking about themselves they're always making it about themselves it's all about them mm-hmm. and nobody nobody wants to be around that so um i i think he gave he gave i think a, a good um explanation on that um yeah no, yeah. and, and personally, read. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but, you know, you know, we're still studying Re- Revelation. We still haven't finished it. <laughs> we're kind of taking our time going through each of the chapters. But um, personally, my initial thought when looking at Revelation or, or just thinking about tribulation was that people that w- would um, would end up going to hell, at least during the end times, are people who would. Uh, reject the idea that God exists, that we're continue rejecting the idea that God existed, right? That they were just maybe atheists or um, agnostic or whatever. But yeah. but then when you look at Revelation, you see the plagues happening and you see that the people are, they're not rejecting the idea of God. They're cursing God for what he's doing. Like they're cursing God for what he's doing yeah. and it doesn't cause a repentance. So it's not yeah. that they don't, Know that God in, doesn't exist. In fact, by by this time, have have they already seen Jesus? No, I, by the time they haven't, they okay. haven't yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it, it, it's that's what it is, and I'm I'm finding out just you know I'm I'm reading a couple different books, and um you know I'm finding out that people simply it's not that they don't it's not that they it's not like atheists say it's not non-belief in god which to me just means you don't believe that god exists mm-hmm. um they don't like to use those specific terms for some reason uh but it's not it's not that your your belief is in there is no god is that is that you you don't want 
God to exist. Mm-hmm. You don't want God to exist because you don't want to submit. You don't want to be accountable for the way you live your life. Because right. all of us live our, our lives not in accordance with the standard, which is Christ. Christ is the standard. And none of us live live our lives like like he did. Mm-hmm. Um and and so what that means for us is that hey, we got we gotta at least try. <laughs> hey, it might be impossible, but we have to at least try and our heart has to be in that. Mm-hmm. And like like I told you earlier, you know, in, in the I think it's it's more important for us to focus on the Great Commission, which is sharing the gospel, than us focusing on not trying to sin. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to spread the gospel than to try to not sin. Because as you're trying not to sin, the sin is in your head. It's, it's bound to happen. It's just a matter of time. But when you are focused on the Great Commission on spreading the gospel through that, you'll be sanctified. And and the Holy Spirit in that process will keep you from that. Mm-hmm. So so that's what we need to do as as Christians. But going back on topic. Going back on topic. Satanism. Um, I want to mention we're gonna, I guess, just finish with the um uh, the satanic temple um which is i guess the the go to right um or the the main one right now the ones that are being recognized mm-hmm. um again to me all three variations of of satanism are are one in the same it's just different departments i guess mm-hmm. um even though they don't they don't share in their eyes uh the same ideas um so uh they have it as their mission statement uh the satanic temple is a religious organization uh is their purpose is to encourage benevolence and empathy among all people reject tyrannical authority advocate practical common sense oppose injustice and undertake noble pursuits. The Satanic Temple has publicly confronted hate groups, fought for the abolition of corporal punishment in public schools, applied for equal representation when religious installations are placed on public property. And... Uh, religious and public property provided religious exemption and legal protection against laws that unscientifically restrict women's reproductive autonomy exposed harmful pseudoscientific practitioners in mental health care organized clubs alongside other religious after school clubs and schools besieged by uh, proselytizing organizations and engaged in other advocacy in accordance with our tenets. Now, their tenets, there are seven, um, are as follows. And again, I find it interesting 
that they there is some contradiction here, which of course I love to point out. Uh, their first tenet is one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. I think I agree with that. Yeah. Right? That makes total sense. That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Number two, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. What do you think? Wait one more time. <laughs> You're like, wait, I don't want to commit yet. Say that again. <laughs> the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Over laws and institutions? Yeah, so... I mean... Here's the thing, right? I think... I think the point of this one... I. I so the beginning, I, I definitely agree that there has to be a struggle for justice ongoing all the time, right? And where where I think they they kind of branch off where they're not supposed to is that it should prevail over laws and institutions. Now, and on one side of it, I understand how, yes, if there is a law, if there is a law, that says, actually, this is not a good example because there is a law that says you can kill babies. Um, <laughs> if there is a law that says, uh, I don't know, help me out here. You can eat your brother. <laughs> you would think of that. <laughs> um, if there's a law that says you could eat your brother, then absolutely. Uh, the struggle for justice should prevail over that law because I think collectively we can all agree that eating people is just wrong. Right. Right? So, in that sense, yes. But I don't know of any laws in the United States that are just, like, against justice. Yeah. I think that's contradictory, right? So I think what they mean here subliminally and sp more specifically is the laws that are, are direct representation with God's laws that go against their beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll mention what I'm talking about here in a bit. It says, number three, one's body is invi inviolable. That means it cannot be violated. Subject to one's one's own will alone. Did you get that? Yeah. So someone's body is not to be violated, but it is subject to our own will. So if you want to chop your fingers off, you should be allowed to. 
That seems fair. That does seem fair. But the reason that this is in here is because they, even though, even though the first one says that they need to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures, right? I, I like that they said in accordance with reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they the number three is so that they can advocate for abortion mm-hmm. because this organization is pro-choice, right? One's body is to not be violated, subject to to one's own will alone. Now, um, I think that's contradictory to their first one because I don't see. It, it, to me, it's unreasonable to kill someone who can't defend themselves. Yeah. And that's that's really what they stand for. You know, one of the things they stand for. Again, abortion is probably just a whole other episode on its own. Mm-hmm. But, uh, which I think we've had. We have. Uh, but uh, I guess you can never talk enough about abortion. <laughs> You can never talk enough about anything. That, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, so I, I just, to me, right here, this is like I said, number three is contradictory uh, to the to to that because um, you know if if you're to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures, that's perfectly fine. But what they stand for is you know to strive and act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures depending on what stage of life they're in mm-hmm. that's really what they mean uh number four the freedoms of others should be respected including the freedom to offend to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own thoughts that we have the freedom to offend others yeah the freedoms of others should be respected. Except when you want to disrespect someone. <laughs> That's basically what they said. The freedoms of others should be respected. Yeah. Um, including um, the I freedom mean, to offend. I mean, obviously the Bible talks against that, that we are not to uh, break anyone down, but, but to build each other up. Right. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Um, so again, uh, it's the freedoms of others should be respected unless they can defend themselves is, mm-hmm. is what I'm getting here. That's what I understand. That's number four. Number five, beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts. To fit one's beliefs. My mind is blown right now. So I'll translate. What they mean is. Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Meaning that even though. Even though we've identified that a zygote is a human mm-hmm. person that is in development 
we should still be allowed to kill them. Right. That's what that means. That's what I'm getting from it. So, uh, <laughs> so to conform to, to one's best scientific understanding means misunderstanding science. Mm-hmm. As it relates to abortion, at least. I don't know. Right. I guess we could talk about abortion all day. <laughs> all right number six people are fallible if one makes a mistake one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused so As they would do to a baby so people are fallible i agree there and they're saying that if one makes a mistake, one should do the best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused, except when we want to promote abortion. Right. Yeah. Uh, and ironically, number seven, their last one, I think it's ironic that they have seven. Um, every tenant is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. I agree with that. Yeah. I just I think I just think it's interesting that it's contradictory to their positions. Yeah. I think uh, if you put all these seven, what are these seven? What tenets? Seven T-E-N-E-T-S. If you told a group of people these seven, let's say beliefs, and say, "I want you to guess what religion this is," no one would ever guess. No. Temple of Satan. And, and you know what? I I had written these down one time to to do that. Yeah. But people cheat nowadays. They'll take, they can Google they'll take and they'll Google it. Oh, it's this one. Yeah. Oh, yuck. I don't know. Goofy? Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's a goofy thing to do. Yeah. Oh, yuck. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. So, those, those are the seven tenets. This is um, their fundamental tenets. So, the, this is the foundation of the satanic temple um you know we this is what we represent but we're gonna do the opposite in right. essence right uh yeah so i don't know do you have anything else to add i do not it's a horrible statue by the way it's just horrible um I don't know. I, I just probably to close off. Just um, I mean, we have to seek God that He may give us discernment because there's going to be there's a lot of different teachings out there, and yeah. a lot of them sound really, really good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those on the surface they sound great. Yeah. Um, but again, the Bible tells us that Jesus is the only way, the yeah. truth, and the not life. not one of the ways. Not one yeah. of the ways. He is the only way. He is the yeah. truth. So, so, yeah, don't get it twisted. Don't let the world fool you into thinking that there are other ways because you just don't want to offend anyone. 
Um, and uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't I, know. It's like it's like saying what? I don't know something ridiculous. Like if if I were to say, "Hey, this is how you um, you make a sandwich. You need two breads." And you need something in between. And you you say, well, that's very arrogant of you to say that that's the only way to make a sandwich. I'm like, that's what a, that's what a sandwich is. Yeah. <laughs> that's how, that's, that's how a is. good example. Wow, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you for that. That is very good. Thanks. Um, uh, or even in a simpler sense, uh, this is how you put, you know, gas into your car. Yeah. I heard a, I heard a lecture um, at one of these you know, famous universities. Obviously, I wasn't there. It was on YouTube. Uh, Cambridge or Harvard, one of these, mm -hmm. where they do these these talks. And um, there's a gentleman whom I adore, uh, Professor Dr. Uh, John Lennox. And, uh, you know, he's a mathematician. Um, uh, he's a scientist. and And he's a Christian. And I know that to most of the world, that sounds like an oxymoron, um, you know, because we, we talked about all of these these uh, tenets that um, the Satanic Temple mentioned, and and they they're they're very science oriented, right? And I won't spend too much time on this because I feel like again, um, I can go on forever, and so I'm going to give you guys my short fifteen minute answer. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My short answer. Um, you know, uh, I've heard plenty of people say, you know what? If, if science can't prove it, then, you know, I can't, I can't believe in it. Right. Or if science can't explain it, I can't believe in it. And I, I just want to tell everybody that even though science can be part of the answer, it's not the only part of the answer, and it's not the only answer. And what I mean by that is um, Dr. John Lennox gave a, a wonderful, wonderful example. I don't know if he came up with it or if he heard it somewhere else, but it, he, he talked about boiling water. And before I explain the boiling water, uh, scenario i i want to say that he also he also uh encouraged christians to make sure we let people know that science versus i guess we could have done an episode on this science versus uh christianity or science versus religion is non-existent it's it's a delusion it's non-existent because science and religion actually complement each other and when i say religion you know i i think more specifically christianity um they complement each other um because the real difference is not between science and religion the real difference is between atheism and theism right because like like he mentioned, you know, there's people on the the one side of the spectrum that say, no, you know, if it's if it if science can't tell me it, I can't, I just can't believe it. 
So he says, well, okay, if I'm boiling a pot of water, and he didn't say pot, he said kettle because he's Irish and it's really cool to hear him talk. Um, and he said, if I'm boiling a pot of water and and you ask me, why is the pot boiling? Why is that water boiling? He's like, I could tell you that it's because, you know, the different molecules, and I'm going to butcher this because I don't know science, but it's because, you know, these these molecules are are transferring energy from one side to another, causing a chemical reaction or causing a reaction that produces friction or heat that in turn heats up the surface of the stove and then it heats up the the pot who in turn heats up the water molecules to boiling point. Mm -hmm. And that answer is absolutely correct, right? Right. He's like, but I could also tell you that the reason that that water is boiling is because I want a cup of tea. And people have been enjoying tea for thousands of years. And I've tried it and I love it. And I like to drink tea. Mm -hmm. Now, which answer is correct? They both are. They both are. But one is a scientific answer. And the other one is a more personal answer. He's like, but I, I think that the personal answer gives us more information. Even though the scientific answer is filled, I guess, in a sense, with more information. More complex information. Mm -hmm. the simpler inf information given gives you more. And I just, I just, it, he blew my mind with that because yeah. I hadn't thought of that, you know, in that way. And he's absolutely right. Absolutely right. So don't discard, you know, don't discard what um, the information that's out there. Um, just educate yourselves. And, uh, you know, I think that, like we've said before, if you're, if you're in the pursuit, if truth is that important to you, it's not going to matter to you, um, you know, what roads you have to cross or how uncomfortable you have to get to get to the truth. Because I, I do feel personally that truth is that important. And more specifically, when we're talking about a truth that's going to determine eternal life or eternal torment. I don't think mm -hmm. we could just write this off. We can't, we don't, we can't afford to do that. You know, right. the times that we're living in, we cannot afford to do that. So the time is now. The time is now to repent and to invite Jesus into your heart, to ask for forgiveness. And, you know, to confess that, you know, he is your Lord and your Savior. And the only way, the truth and the life. Amen. And that's all. All right. Well, if you guys want to follow us, we are at ChristAlonePodcast.com. All of our handles are ChristAlonePodcast, except for Twitter, which is ChristAlonePod. And our phone number is? 407-796-2881. So feel free to text us um, or call us and uh, leave a voicemail. Um, 
Don't forget to also visit our, our merch store. Um, I know there's a couple of you uh, listeners out there, Christian listeners out there, um, that uh, one specifically that recently bought a shirt um, because you want to be encouraged or at least put in a position, I'm paraphrasing here, but put in a position where you can talk about Jesus. And so you've purchased the Please Ask Me About Jesus Christ t-shirt, um, which is, of course, a great way to engage with others um, about about Jesus. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, I will... I will uh, reiterate the shirt, you know, please ask us about Jesus. Um, If you have questions about anything, if you want a more private conversation or uh, if you want us to elaborate on something, uh, we can do it one-on-one or we can do it on an episode if it's really that, that much that we need to get into. I mean, I don't know, but, but, you know, we encourage you guys to reach out. Don't be afraid. Remember that we also have our group on Telegram. We are now five members strong. <laughs> Woo! Um, but you can find us if you search for, uh, it's what is it? Uh, t.me forward slash Christ Alone Podcast group. Um, you could reach us there. Um, and, you know, we're, we're more than happy to have um, conversations with you guys. So. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Let me we tell you guys, you guys, my sister is we like, love you. she's about to like, <laughs> really, you're like, you're like sinking your head into your knees. Like, I'm about to pass out, man. It is Monday night. <laughs> like, will my brother just shut up? It and is God bless everyone. <laughs> God right. bless you guys. We love you. See you next week. God bless. <laughs>